America is facing a crisis like we have never seen in our country's entire existence. Of course, America has had waves of immigration, but never in history has the migration been coordinated by competing Mexican drug cartels using children and drug coyotes to poison the soul of our country by dealing cheap Chinese fentanyl and causing drug overdoses at numbers we have never seen before. So I'm trying to personally come up with solutions for this disaster, and I think we need to think outside the bun, like Taco Bell. We need to pardon the Tiger King, Joe Exotic, and have him design a tiger wildlife sanctuary at the border. And instead of a wall, we just let nature figure it out by having the cats in a specialty fenced-in habitat across the southern border. We know the cartel is not afraid of alligators, but imagine the added effect of tigers. And I think this would seriously save a lot of children's lives. The cartel would know that children would be a hindrance to their own lives, and only the migrants that want to truly come to America will choose to go into the lion's den. And if they make it through, we'll have Joe Exotic on the other end with citizen paper paperwork and unlimited free margaritas. Because if we live stream this thing, it would be the most watched thing on the internet. So let's solve these unorthodox problems with unorthodox solutions. I'm so fly, I'm aligned with the planes. My grind's so refined, I got no time for no games. Ask yourself why would I make time for you lames? At all costs, cause I'm a boss. But break them off, yeah, gotta break them off. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Prime Time with Alex Stein. I'm your host, Alejandro Stein. We have a very lovely show for you this evening. We have multiple guests named Joel or Joel. I'm not even sure how to pronounce it. But before we get to them, we have an incredible in-studio guest. We have on a Hollywood film director. You've known him for some of his great work, Alien vs. Predator. Requiem, I believe, was the one. And uh, he's going to tell us a little insight of what's happening and what's going wrong in Hollywood. Greg, welcome to the show, my friend. Alex, thank you for having me. Well, Greg, so tell me this, you know, what's it like being a director? You know, there's all these rumors, you know, the, the casting couch, Harvey Weinstein. Hollywood has gotten a terrible reputation. Is it fixable? Um, right now, Hollywood seems to be doubling down on stupid, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, yes, I think, they, I, think I would agree on that. But, I mean, why don't we make any good movies again? If you look at the top movies of the 90s, you know, it's like Shawshank Redemption, you know, Pulp Fiction. I mean, you just look at some of these movies that will last the test of time, and I believe the top movie of 2022 was Top Gun and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yeah, I think if you look at Top Gun... <clears throat> it's a re that's what I'm saying. It's just a, a reboot. It, wow, what a crazy idea. If you go back to the way we used to do movies and, and didn't try to push in a, you know, a sort of artificial agenda, it's great and everyone loves it. What a crazy idea. Yeah, but I just think Hollywood doesn't care about making money because my biological father, Tucker Carlson, did you see that he was fired from Fox News as the number one rated cable news host? I have. I saw that. So I'm saying, if they actually want to make money, why wouldn't you keep the number one rated guy on the air? So obviously they don't care about ratings. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they feel that the agenda is really the most important part of the job. Yeah, it sucks because all of intersectionality and checking boxes, it's caused, I think, all of our creativity to be really hindered. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely, especially as a, as a white male. Um, we're... <laughs> We can't get jobs anymore. I know, seriously, in Hollywood, have you ever thought about pretending to be gay to maybe get some more... Uh, I mean, my brother's considering it. I mean, not... That's what I'm saying. No joke. He, there was one of the largest streamers out there, and he literally was told he either needs to be a woman or, or a person of color. What? And he and my brother, it's a big surprise. He looks pretty similar to me. Yeah, okay, but you know, my favorite uh, sister directors, they started off as brothers, the Wachowski brothers, if I'm saying that right, the guys that directed uh, The Matrix, they became trans. So I, I, did you ever run in any similar circles as those two guys? Um, yeah, we worked on, uh, on what was it, Speed, uh, what was the movie they did? Speed 2? I don't know, Speed? Speed, Speed it was they based did a on bunch of movies, but I'm saying you worked with them, so was it before or after the transition? Uh, it was after one of them went. 
And I, honestly, I don't want to be considered transphobic, but do you think that that helped their career by being trans? I mean, for that movie, it definitely didn't work very well. Have they made a good movie since? Has any of the Matrix? I don't even know if the Wachowski brothers have made a really good, uh, great flick. I mean, the original Matrix is one of the best movies of all time. And, you know, we watched it uh, just last year when the fourth one came out, and it still holds up. The original holds up yeah, very well. And what do you think is the secret narrative of that? Is Neo secretly Jesus? What do you think that that Yeah, there's definitely a Jesus story there. What about the have you ever heard the conspiracy that it's actually a how the matrix works it's actually connected to terminator and that neo is somehow john connor have you ever heard this no no yeah there's one. some sort of weird thing we need we should have pulled that clip up we should have already had that ready but that sounds like it might have been better than two and three so i know if it had that connection to terminator that's my best uh, that's one of the best movies of all time and, and, and you know a little thing about dallas what people don't realize is the studio we're, we're in right now, every episode of Barney was shot here, JFK, uh, the show Prison Break. But Dallas was actually supposed to be a big hub for media and movies when Paramount built the studio. But because we didn't give tax incentives, because RoboCop became like the number one movie at the time, they filmed RoboCop in here and Adam's Family Value. That became such a big hit, the city didn't see a good return. So they don't, they don't give uh, good tax breaks to freaking, uh, you know, productions. Yeah, and I, I thought that, uh, what was the, uh, oh my God, I can't think of the name now. The, 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 <clears throat> can't um, think of it. I know, it's hard because uh, uh, I talk so fast. But I'm talking about, like, the, they don't get the tax incentive, so everybody went to Louisiana, everybody went to Atlanta. It's like, come on, we need to make some movies here. So ha, where are you living now? Where are you trying to make movies now? So I'm now a ref California refugee, uh, recently escaped to Tennessee. We're living in Nashville now. Oh, Cashville. No, everybody loves Nashville. We have a lot of great, uh, Jason Whitlock has a Blaze studio there. We love Nashville. Okay, so let's get into a little bit what happened this weekend, Greg. Uh, we created some controversy online because we went a little too insane for the Ukraine. That's right, guys. So we're going to play this little clip before we get into the backstory. When we shoot a brain on the ground, I'm a pop champagne with you now. Okay, so this clip, it started a flurry of mean comments because a guy named Ron Filipowski, is that how I say it? Yeah, Ron Filipowski, he shared it. So uh, Jimmy, my producer, JVT, he actually picked out some of the best clips. And it's so small in the prompter, you read it. I zoomed in on the, the mean ones. So let's, let's flash the first mean tweet. It's, uh, yeah, tweet two, go to tweet two. Oh, show, this one, this show, one. Show Jimmy, show Jimmy. Show Jimmy. Oh, 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 gosh. Oh. Jimmy, if you do not you... fix what you're doing, oh, I sorry. swear. sorry. Uh, I forgot. I will take out your cornea if you do not start <laughs> okay, okay. making things readable. Do you I, understand no, I, that? Is this why your cats are so obedient? Yes. Why they I stick the laser so well. right in their brain. Gosh. Okay. Just uh, show show Mean Tweet 2, please. Yes. Mean Tweet 2. Okay. The, the new season. I can't read that either. Okay. I'm sorry. New season on. Oh, oh. New season on Always Sunny. He looks wild. That's pretty funny. Not really. Next one. Okay. You can read that one. I bet that if Hitler, I don't know who that is, uh, Hitler uh, wanted clowns at his birthday party, he'd call them. Who's that guy? Who is that? I don't know who that is. Uh, I, you know, it, it's it's kind of unclear. It's some guy who lives in Brazil now. Oh, okay. okay. Argentina, excuse because me. Because I swear, dude, if you mess up another one, if I can't read this one, this lady. All right, this last one I really zoomed in for, so. Oh, my God, dude, I can't read this. <laughs> what does it say, Jimmy? Show his face. I, I want to see. I want you to see his cornea melt. Okay. I, it says, I met up with these dudes after the show. They seem pretty cool, and it was a scene from a funny movie oh gosh that, okay none no. of those are funny so i think we what we learned from this lesson <laughs> is that the left cannot meme they cannot make fun of us they suck when we're making highly produced songs calling out all the illegal uh, money being laundered in the ukraine they have no hate to actually get us back why is that jimmy 
Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying not to get my cornea. Open your out. eye. Uh, Open your eyes wide as possible. <laughs> Open your eye, Jimmy. Uh, it's, it's Open okay. your eye, Jimmy, uh, and just let the uh, laser in. I'm trying it's to. It's a like, free LASIK surgery. I'm trying to like chase it like your cat. Ugh. Greg, is this bad that I'm putting the laser in my producer's eyeball? Oh, might God. be an OSHA problem. Is uh, this an OSHA problem? Oh crap! Because I've been having a bunch of OSHA issues. We're having a bunch of issues with OSHA. Oh my gosh, okay, that's not good. Well, I had so much fun in Florida, I bought this tank, and it's fun. Man, I love Florida, but it says MILF. You know what MILF means, Alex? Uh, no, he no, just misspelled milk. No, I don't know what that means. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't either. That's why I was asking. Okay, so those, those, those are all, those, all those comments were terrible. Oh, does that mess up the camera lens? Uh, ask, uh, ask uh, oh my George. Gosh. <laughs> does that mess it up at all? Greg, does that not, is that good for it or is that yeah, bad? That can yeah, let's not do that. No, 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 George oh, says Oh, no. don't do that? Yeah, don't do that. Wait, do not tell Glenn I did that. I don't tell Glenn anything. Dude, now I'm all stressed out. Glenn now doesn't I'm all stressed know you out. work here still. I'm stressed out. I'm stressed out. Why would I be ringing this bell? Why would I be ringing this bell? Why would I be ringing this bell? Gosh, how long did that take? Gosh almighty. That took freaking forever to get my pizza, and it's probably ice cold. Greg, uh, you hungry? I'm good. Okay, this pizza is disgusting. I'm actually a vegetarian, uh, so it's just a bunch of jalapenos and pineapple and uh, jalapenos. The bite's missing that mm. have me scratching. Wait, are there some pieces missing already? Darius, have you been eating this without my authorization? Jimmy, have you been eating it? Yeah, I had a bite, sorry. What the heck, dude? Hey, well, so I'm not going to lie. Like, editing the music video, you got a lot of, you know comments and you're shirtless and i'm Dude, just trying to help you out you do not want to eat this pizza i have the guy he uses a special ingredient a little bit of fentanyl on it so you might be feeling a little weird he's just my dealer no he wonder i've been able to focus so well today and but i was got terrible jokes so all right guys summer's coming up are you ready to unveil your beach body i know i am manscape is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing Full body grooming and hygiene products. Mm. Don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers chest hair. And if you grew some winter mantis, who put that? Who put grew winter no, mantis? No, that's literally what it said in ad read, I okay. swear. Okay, <laughs> if you grew a winter mantis, I didn't know that's possible. The least you can do is make sure they're hairless. It's time to get ready. Well, that's kind of trans, dude. Hairless titties. I think that's what makes your titties more masculine. It's called Manscaped. Man. Okay, it's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Alex. Um, please go use that code. I've been struggling to keep advertisers. We've been doing a lot of uh, edgy content. And honestly, I don't even know how much longer I can keep my job. So... If you want me to continue to do this show, just as simple as going to manscaped.com and putting the code Alex, that might ensure, for the love of God, that I might be able to keep my job. Because Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. The kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 4.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. If you're trimming your chest or the treasure chest in your pants, this is the best trimmer on the market. Their trimmer features a ceramic blade designed to cut hair on loose skin. Oh, I have a lot of loose skin. And to reduce grooming accidents, thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology. You can even trim an arrow pointing to the promised land if you're bold enough. Inside the performance package, you'll also find Manscaped's Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. So they have Ball Deodorant and Ball Toner. You need both. Trust me. My balls are great. And an anti-shaving ball deodorant and moisturizer. Because we know how painful shaving can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. No one likes nose hair, so their package also comes with a Weed Whacker 2.0. You also get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, $39 value. And the patented high-performance chafing Manscaped boxers. If you're wearing sandals, you need to get the Manscaped Shears 2.0 nail kit. Having the right tools for grooming is essential. Do yourself a favor. Always use the right tools for the job. 20% off with plus free shipping with the code Alex at manscaped.com. That's right. 20% off plus free shipping with the code Alex at manscaped.com. Trim your testicles with the besticles and your testicles. Okay. That's insane copy. I love it though, right? Oh, we got $20 super chat, Greg. Oh my gosh. 
Well, we pay for the pizza. Let's see what it is. Did they say something? I hope they didn't say anything homophobic or racist. Where is it, Jimmy? Uh, it, says the, it says the Go Insane for Ukraine rap performance at the Reawaken Florida Conference was legendary. Don't listen to those haters, Alex and JVT. That's like the first nice thing anyone said in the Super yeah, Chat. Yeah, nobody's been us. saying anything nice to me lately. Yeah. Are you sure you don't want a little pizza? This is mm -hmm. how I eat it. This is how a pirate eats it. You just stick the knife in the pizza. Uh, so that's how pirates ate pizza? The pirates of Italy? Or <laughs> pirates well, of New York City? Or Somali pirates? I'm talking about Johnny Depp when he cut his wife up or whatever. She cut him up? Well, she kind of cut him up. And then she pooped in his bed. Did you know that? She pooped Actually, in the bed. Actually, it was the dog that pooped in the bed, I think. No, it was definitely her. Greg, did Johnny Depp poop in that bed? Kind of seems like it might have been Amber. Did you ever work shut with up. Amber? Please shut up. Okay. <laughs> Are you telling me that a hot lady's just in there dropping turds like that? I mean, I did dial into the case and watch quite a bit of it. And did she ever admit that the, the defecation came from her derriere? I don't think so. Hmm. Jimmy, try to solve this mystery, please. Um... Find it's, out who pooped in so, Johnny Depp's so bed. Actually, I've looked into this because because I love this John kind of evidence. So so it was a Chihuahua. The the they blamed the dog on, but they showed a picture of the turd in the trial. Ah, oh, and it was it was about the size of the dog. So it was unrealistic that a Chihuahua could have made a turd that big. Oh, because it was a human sized turd. Yeah, it was a human sized turd. A lady. -sized I know. Turd. I'm I'm like an expert at identifying turd sizes yeah. and who left it. What what else is? I know you said that like. It, this helps your cats be more well behaved, but like what, like what? Yeah, you just because you don't shut up. I'll stick this laser so deep do in your eyeball, you'll never. Do the cats shut up when you point the laser at them? I thought yeah, they, they kind of like chase no, them. Like, they ah! don't. They shut up and they get very docile, which you should get. All right, now, folks, our next guest is an American conservative political commentator, author, and senior editor at large for Breitbart News. Welcome on, Joel Pollack. Joel. Hello, the manscaped ad and the Chihuahua turd. Wait, say that again because Jimmy was talking on the mic. My producer's talking. You said something about turds. You had a funny line, and then my producer stepped on it. I apologize. Oh, it's just, it's just the Manscaped copy is a hard act to follow. I know. Was that not ridiculous talking about all that? And I love it. I love edgy stuff. But, I mean, whose balls are that hairy? I mean, Lord knows mine are. But, I mean, gosh, you need 10 different things to cut it. Lord knows there's a lot of people out there that probably do need all those devices. Me, luckily, uh... I just wax. I'm kind of a weird waxer when I'm not using my Manscaped products, of course. Okay, am I pronouncing that since you're South African? Is it Joel or do I pronounce it Joel? I just want to get that correct. Both are correct, actually. The English is Joel, the Hebrew is Yoel. And over here in LA, I get called Hoel a lot. So, Hoel, that sounds kind of fancy. Okay, so everybody's talking about all the wasted times Russia, 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 P tape, P tape. And trust me, I have a bunch of P tapes. Yet, now they're coming out and saying that it was all a waste of time. So tell us what's going on with this Durham report and why should I care? Well, the Democrats have been saying for a long time that the Durham report wasn't going to turn up interesting stuff, but it actually did. First of all, the Durham report showed that the FBI never had a case against Donald Trump. Right? The talking point four years ago when the inspector general for the Justice Department came out and said, look, this investigation went off the rails. The talking point was, well, you know, it may have gone off the rails, but it was legitimate at the outset. There was a real reason to look into Russia collusion, right? So this was totally above board. And Bill Barr, the attorney general at the time, as well as John Durham said, whoa, 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 you guys haven't seen the evidence we have. And I guess it took a while, but this report shows that the FBI never had any evidence whatsoever of Russia collusion. And because they hated Trump so much, the agents on the case, they overrode all their usual procedures, all their rules. They didn't give Trump any kind of defensive briefing or anything like that. This was rotten from the outset. And so the Democrats talking point about how there was a real reason to do this just fell apart. The other interesting comment I found there in the report after reading through it, and it's very long and technical, but there's an interesting line where Durham points out that the FBI didn't even check whether the source they were using for the steel dossier, the P tape and all that, they didn't even bother to check whether that source was actually working for the Kremlin. So they might have been operating on Russian disinformation when they went after Trump. So this is, I think, the official recognition that the whole thing was a hoax. 
Well, do you think that uh, how many P tapes do you think there are of uh, Hunter Biden getting urinated on? <laughs> well, I think he made some of them. I think he tried to share some of them on some websites. I've seen some of them. I love them. I watch them every night. <laughs> well, I can't say that I've done the same, but I'll take your word for it. No, you need to watch them. They're incredible. No, they're so good. And we have a Hollywood movie uh, director here. Greg, how would you direct some of Hunter Biden's sex tapes? Do you think he's using enough, you know, studio technology? Because really the quality is so poor. I mean, how would you direct Hunter Biden into making higher quality uh, pornographic movies with Ukrainian prostitutes and how to film methamphetamines in a way that looks fun and not as degenerate as it normally does? I don't know. That's not usually my uh, my, my forte there. Um so you don't know how to direct like a drug uh, uh, cracked in? You could you had drug cracked ins before, Greg, in the movies. Yeah, I mean, I heard you might need a wider angle lens with Hunter than with other people. Mm. This, he directed Alien versus Predator: Requiem. So, um, Joel, do you like watching movies? What do you think is going on with Hollywood? Hollywood stinks this day and age. When's the last time you saw a good movie? Well, Alien versus Predator is a pretty good frame for the Democrats versus the FBI because. Now they're going to have to figure out which is really worse, having a weaponized Justice Department and FBI or having a political party that refuses to look into the existence of a deep state that's out to undermine presidents and Republicans and conservatives and even left wing Democrats they don't like. But, you know, what's happening in movies? There are a lot of great movies being made. Unfortunately, everything has come to a standstill here in Hollywood because the writers are on strike. And I guess if the writers are on strike, then nothing happens. Although, I don't know, I've kept writing. Not that I write for movies, at least not yet, but the writers are all on strike. They're out there. Writers of the world unite. And there's going to be no Netflix and no streaming, whatever. And I guess we'll have to watch YouTube and, and Twitter to get our- Or this, watch my show. But uh, Greg, that's a good idea. How do I go and troll these writers that are striking? What do I go and say? What would be funny to say to them? Get back to work? <clears throat> if I had to confront them, I mean, sit, sit there in front of chat GPT and just write it better than show them, them how, how fast it writes. There's no future. I know artificial intelligence is going to take all the creative jobs. These people, I mean, they, you can make chat GPT write all kinds of crap. Uh, I think Actually, that he sat down and said, write the next Star Wars prequel. And I'm sure chat GPT could do a reasonably good job. I mean, they put some Ewoks in there and some Java. Maybe we need the Jabba the Hutt origin story, you know, when he was a young man. Yes, I would like Jabba the Hutt origin story or Jabba the Hutt's parents having sex, like Hunter Biden involved with that. That would be pretty cool. Could you imagine Hunter Biden doing methamphetamines with Jabba the Hutt's mom? And then he is the actual father. That's something I could get behind. Hey, Alex, I have yeah. a question. Shut up! What? It's a quick question. I'm a big fan of Joel. Uh, oh, where'd he go? Oh, we can't fit everybody on the screen, oh, Jimmy. Okay, well there you go. Okay, Joel. Um, so Alex, I don't know if you know this. Joel is uh, African American, technically. He's like Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah, he's South African. So honest question, Joel. Have you ever listed African American on a job application to help boost your chances of getting hired? No, I never have. And when I was in high school, there were kids in school who told me I should do that to try to get into college, but I never did it. I, I grew up in the Chicago suburbs. But interestingly, in high school, my sophomore year, I joined the African-American club, which was one of the ethnic clubs at my very diverse high school. I was the first white kid in the African-American club. And I did it because I really wanted to learn. I wanted to learn about the African-American experience. And to their credit, the other club members, they welcomed me and I did activities with them. You tell us a little bit about what you learned. What did you learn there? It was really important. How to twerk? To, did you learn how to twerk? In America, at my school, that people succeed academically. There was a real emphasis on that because I think there was a broader sense that the community as a whole had some you know, socioeconomic problems and it wasn't common to see black kids in the Chicago area graduating high school, going to college. So there was a really big emphasis on the kids who excelled academically. Uh, later on in my junior year or senior year, the club put on a performance for Black History Month that caused a lot of controversy in school because they did a hip hop routine that was pretty risque. <laughs> so so well, that's good, were... I love risque hip hop. And you're allowed to say the N word on the show since you are African American if you wanna say it, uh, Joel. On that career ending opportunity, but you know, it, was, it was an interesting experience.
Hey, actually, like real follow up. Shut up, no. Jimmy. What? My, what what's Chicago suburb? My, Nobody my, cares. My, my, no, my wife's from Oak Park. Maybe Nobody gives friends. a damn, dude. Shut up, dude. So I, I grew up in Oak Park. So Don't answer that question. You guys are both in Oak Park. Okay, that's enough, dude. That's enough. Jimmy. Oh, seriously, I think you might know my wife. I'm not kidding. Did you? I, I grew up in Oak Park, and then we moved to Skokie. So I, I finished my school years in Skokie. Jimmy, but, it's called uh, an email, dude. Send okay. him an email, Jimmy. Okay, well, if you ran into Carolyn Jorgensen, that's my wife now. Now you're doxing yourself. Now people are going to go follow your wife and probably do stuff. All those Ron Filipowski freaks. I don't want to ask you how old your wife is, but I'm 46, so she's in her mid-40s. Don't worry about her age. Don't, like, we're not talking about his wife anymore. I want to talk about this African-American class you went to. Did you learn how to roll blunts? <laughs> you know, in my high school, to learn how to do that, you'd have to have gone to the Jewish kids, not the black kids. <laughs> okay, well, that sounds like some Kanye West would say, Joel, Joel. I didn't know they had Kanye West uh, twin on. What do you think about Kanye West? Is he anti-Semitic or is he just hopped up on weird pills that he probably is like antidepressants or something weird? You know, give you my theory on Kanye West. I think what happened was the divorce from Kim Kardashian scrambled his brain because you can go back in the newswires and find out that he went to Israel with Kim Kardashian in 2015. He had dinner with the mayor of Jerusalem. He was down with the Jews. He was down with the tribe. And then... He got divorced from Kim Kardashian, and I suspect that some of her lawyers might have been Jewish. And whatever frustration he had about the divorce, I think he took out on the lawyers, especially because they were trying to keep him from telling his kids and her kids that they couldn't do social media. He had a real problem with them doing social media the way a lot of the Kardashians do. And he tried to intervene. And I think the lawyers told him he couldn't do that. The agents told him he couldn't do that. And, you know. We Jewish people are overrepresented among lawyers and agents, and I think he just... Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, you're perfectly represented. Oh, okay. The state of Israel and every uh, person, every Jewish person is perfectly represented, and we love them. There's not an overabundance of people in Hollywood, and there's no any conspiracy that you've ever heard of the Protocols of Zion. Nothing of that is real. I just want to make sure. We have a bunch of freaks that watch this show, uh, Joel, so they're going to say, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. Nobody's overrepresented. As a matter of fact, I think they're underrepresented, um, in my opinion. We need more Jewish well, doctors and attorneys and movie directors and producers and agents and uh, rabbis and cooks and chefs and media marketers and Bitcoin entrepreneurs. And basketball players. Greg, do you have any questions for uh, Joel? No. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. That's, that's that's enough. That's a good answer. All right, Joel, tell the people how they can support you and find you before you go. You can read me at Breitbart.com, and you can find me on Twitter at Joel Pollack, J-O-E-L-P-O-L-L-A-K. Joel, before you go, tell me this. What's the deal? Andrew Breitbart was a legend. He was ahead of his time. He talked about uh, John Podesta having a child uh, in a trafficking ring, and he died shortly thereafter. So do you think that—I know you work at Breitbart. Do you think that his death might have had some unusual circumstances surrounding it, or am I, am I just a tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorist? No, there was unfortunately, well, it's certainly unusual and unexpected and tragic that it happened, but there were no suspicious circumstances. It was no foul play. Uh, what's that? No foul play. No foul play. Right. Damn. I love a little foul play. What about you? You like those murder mysteries? All those white women love watching murder mysteries. What does that say about white women? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Damn, you and Greg are really silent. Okay, have you ever used a knife to threaten somebody in your life? No, I haven't, but... I'll show you a little trick. What you do is you order Domino's. You say, pay with cash. You answer it, and you just hold the knife. You don't say anything. You don't say a word, because if you say something and they film you on tape, you, you could get in trouble. You just hold the knife in a really weird manner, and you kind of look, you're like gargle yourself and you always kind of look like you're not really sure what's going on and that you might drop the knife and oftentimes they'll just leave it on your doorstep have you ever heard of that hack pizza free hack free pizza hack you know i i do think though that it was very effective as a prop following the manscaped ad because you know they're talking about sophisticated clippers and all kinds of close-up blades and you just have this knife and you're hacking away at that pizza and i, I think the uh the commentary was hard to miss. Yeah, this knife is sharp, Greg. This is some alien versus predator blade right here. Sigourney Weaver. Is it true Sigourney Weaver's a transsexual? Never better.
She's the original uh, alien, right? Um, yes. So you messed with her, you, you directed her alien daughters? Um, really her, her sort of character clone. Oh, and tell me this, are the aliens, are they trans? Can they be trans or can they identify as non-binary? Um, they definitely couldn't become anything they infect. Oh, now we just learned Alien vs. Predator is a trans movie with trans ideology hidden under it subversively. We, we, we literally had the, uh, you know, the, the, the pred alien. So we had the first trans alien. You know, she film. became an Aryan demigod in Ghostbusters. That was her great transitional moment. Wow, we're learning a bunch of new crap tonight. This is a good episode for the people watching at home. Thank you. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. All right, Joel, uh, keep up the great work at Breitbart. I know you're kicking butt, and thank you for talking seriously about the Durham deal. Obviously, it's a waste of time. I think that we should defund the FBI and all the rest of the alphabet agencies. And before we go, what do you think about that? I actually wrote an article about that four years ago saying they should scrap it and start over. So I'm glad more people are coming around to my point of view. And didn't what was Ed Edgar Hoover? He was he was a transsexual, right? Well, he liked wearing women's underwear in private. I don't know if he was a transsexual. Well, I mean, if you're doing it in private, that's even gayer. A little. I mean, let's just be real. I mean, I mean, that's that's even weirder than almost in public. I mean, it's kind of like why even put it on so you have a bunched up wad in your thong? Landscaping would have been pretty trans, if you know what I mean. So. I bet you Edgar Hoover was shaved like a freaking. Um, Venezuelan, uh, you know, porn star. All right, well, uh, thank you, uh, Joel. We really appreciate you coming on. All right, guys, uh, we got to do a little call to action. Do you want to work on the blimp and eat free steak and shrimp? That's right. We got career opportunities available here at The Blaze. We need somebody that has experience working with YouTube to help manage our YouTube page. So if you think that you are the man or woman for that job, make sure to go to the link in the description and hit this and come freaking apply. You might not get the job, uh, but you might. And then you get to work with me and then you get to fight off my knife, uh, you know, knife attacks. So if you are good at defending knife attacks and you know how to use YouTube SEO and how to help our show get picked up in the algorithm, because for some reason we're being a little subdued, I think, by the censors at the censors or the uh, technocracy or the freaks uh, that are controlling the narrative. So we want to help break the algorithmic stranglehold they have on us so we need you to go and apply so go do that all right now we have a very special moment in the show sam you're gonna need to get on the handheld jvt so as you guys know right now miller light is going insane it started off with old bud light we call it butt light here because people like to stick it in their butts started off with butt light they went super woke when they gave uh, Dylan Mulvaney, who's a trans icon, a Bud Light sponsorship. The Republicans and conservatives went nuts, causing their stock to basically go to the lowest point it's been in years, when at the time they were the top producing beer company on planet Earth. But then Miller Lite, did you see this, Greg? They decided to double down, and they said that their beer is for women. And that all their awesome ads with the cold nips and the busty bosoms and the hot babes and thongs, they had to apologize for that. And that they're going to try to take all of this beautiful art and ground it up and somehow grow hops and then turn those hops into beer and turn it into poop. I have no idea. So it's some sort of weird fecalistic uh, poop woman fantasy fetish for a beer company. But I don't think it is inclusive or woke enough. So here... At Primetime with Alex Stein, we've decided to create the most woke and the most inclusive beer of all time. Here, we have Darius. I see Darius is mic'd up. And guys, you might notice that Darius, his outfit says beer. But now, this is black trans beer. Jimmy, do you have a staple gun? Okay, black trans beer. This is the most inclusive beer ever created by man. Yeah, Dylan Mulvaney's trans, but is he black? No, he's not. Of course, that woman talking about all that stuff, now we have a woman, but not just a white woman, a black, beautiful woman. So our beer is the most inclusive beer ever created. So we want you guys to be 
on the lookout, when this beer launches very soon, we want you to be the first customers. And you're gonna ask yourself, does the beer turn you gay? It turns you extra gay. Extra gay. You're gonna be so gay, you're gonna just be licking balls and sucking it. It's gonna be disgusting. Your family's probably gonna disown you. Not because you're gay, but just because how gay you are, if that makes sense. All right, here, so, see, Jimmy, why don't you do what I say and get the staple gun so I can just clip it? Hold on, here, I think there's some tape. I think some better tape, hold on. Okay, here, this black tape, this is more user-friendly. This is more user-friendly. Hold it on, this is more inclusive. Hold it on, hold it on. Hold it on there. Hold it on there. Hold it on there. Don't worry, it's not going around your neck too tight. It's not going around your neck too tight. It's just gonna be right here. Okay, we'll just let that kind of dangle down there. All right, so now, before Darius leaves, you can, you can put your hands down. We don't want to cover up the logos. Not on your, so everybody know. Now you know, we also recently did a fundraiser. Raising funds for one of the most marginalized citizens of all time, black people. And we ask you, the fans, to come and support and help pay reparations. And you guys delivered. You delivered in a way that I could not have expected. So Jimmy, please bring on the check. Darius, we have this check for $12. From the One, Super Chats. Two. From the Super Chats. Make sure to get that and do not try to steal the, the logo or the numbers on it. This is a ceremonial check. And actually one issue about this check, Darius, is, is the check costs us about $14. So you actually owe us $2 and about 12 cents, is that okay? It's fine with me. And tell us, what's it like, you know, receiving this reparation? Oh, wow, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed. Ooh, I'm so overwhelmed. What are you gonna buy with the money? What am I gonna buy with the money? Jersey Mike's. <laughs> what is Jersey Mike's? <laughs> hey, I'm Latarian. I want some of that money. Are you gonna share it with me? Oh no. Oh, no. oh so you're gonna hog all the reparations, I see. Mm-hmm. What's that all about? I'm a black man as well. I'd like some reparations. Well, my belly is much bigger than yours. I don't know if that's okay. Don't you think reparations should go to everybody? Well, of course, but, but, but $12? You know? Yeah, that's a lot of money. It's 12 more dollars than you had before. Well, well yeah, but it's not enough to share. I don't know about that. If we got went to McDonald's, we could both get fries and a Big Mac. We couldn't. Kiss the doll. Kiss the doll. No. No. No homoerotic stuff. Just a little peck. Now, Jimmy, can we make them kiss the doll or will this get us in trouble? Um, it depends what, sp it was Manscaped today, so we probably lose. Let's ask Greg. Greg, can the doll, if, if he kisses the doll, is, are we gonna get in trouble? I think you're good. Are you sure? Because I'm getting, they're, they're accusing me of being homoerotic and I don't want to be considered homoerotic. You're inclusive. It's a, it's a man on a woman, seems. Oh yeah, that's true, you are a woman. Okay, guys, this is the first black on black transsexual kiss in Blaze TV history. Oh, oh, okay, that's enough, Darius. Why do you always get, over, why do you always get overwhelmed and overtaken with the moment? We're trying to have a straight show. This is extra straight. Tell them how straight you are. Straight as a gate. <laughs> what does that mean? What does straight as a gate mean? Straight as a gate and an arrow put together. How about that? Straighter than a crease. I don't know. Does any of this make sense? Let's ask with the chat. I don't think any of this makes any sense. Do, do you even want this? Yeah, hold the check. Please receive the check. Okay, we need to do a photo op, photo op. A photo op, and hold on real quick, before he goes, I just wanna, I just want him to take a little nap. Okay, this is gonna get a little tight around your neck, and you're gonna get real tired, so just lay down, just lay down. Just lay down, lay down, lay down, go to sleep, 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 roll over. Okay, put the check on him. Okay, we need to still do the, kind of. The thumbnail? Well, the pose, yeah. All right. Guys, make sure to screenshot this in the chat. Reparations are paid. All right. You can just hang out there. All right.
All right, uh, we now welcome on our next guest, uh, Joel Patrick. He's a uh, black white supremacist and he's America's favorite uh, black redneck. Welcome to the show, Joel. Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes, I am America's favorite black white supremacist and the legendary black redneck. That doesn't sound good. Black white supremacist in white supremacy bad according to AOC? Uh, no, not if you're black. It, it cancels it out. Oh, I didn't realize that. It cancels it out. Oh my God, Joel's a badass. Okay, so Joel, you're making a lot of waves. You're a young man. You're speaking out for what you believe in. But let's be real. Black guys are the best basketball players in the world. Black guys are the best of it. A lot of stuff. No, there's, I'm just saying black men are they're incredible people. No, I mean that seriously. Why do people hate black people so much? Why is there real racism? Or do you think that's fake? Is, there, is racism fake? No, I, I think there's real racism. I, I feel like real racism stems from ignorance. Like if you hate somebody just because of the color of your skin or their skin, then that's just stupid. Because like the way I see it is there's, there's bad people of all colors and there's good people of all colors. You should judge people by how they interact with you and not, and how they interact with other people, not uh, by their skin color. Yeah, and I think that's great, Joel. And that's what I try to actually tell everybody is not to judge, you know, a book by its cover that, you know, you got to ch judge a man by his character. And sadly, we don't do that. I think the media is the most racist. I think they're the ones that kind of label people and put it in boxes and intersectionality. So you speaking against that is very controversial. I believe you're selling a thing called the white privilege card. So tell us, what is white privilege in your opinion? Well, white privilege is the belief that people have benefits based on the color of their skin and that because of those benefits, they don't experience certain things like um, police brutality or they may not uh, not get a job or something of that nature. But I believe that white privilege is a myth. So I created the white privilege card to make fun of critical race theory and make fun of this concept of white privilege. And uh, it started out just as a card that said white privilege and then it it modified to a card where people could put their name on it. And now we actually offer a fully functional version of the white privilege card that you can actually spend your money on. Wow, you can buy that. So, Joel, you, you brought up CRT. A lot of people didn't know this. Before I was working at The Blaze, I was actually a substitute teacher. And I took the kids on an unapproved field trip, and I took them to a cotton patch, and I had them pick cotton. I made the white kids do it. I had made the white kids do it. I didn't make the African-American kids do it. I would never do that. I'm not racist. Is that real? But I had the white ones pick hard. We didn't have a cotton picking machine, no Eli Whitney, none of that stuff. Then I had them spool the cotton, and I had the African-Americans design really cool shirts, like FUBU-style stuff and very urban streetwear. I have some of it, poor quality, but it's, it looks great. Why is that racist? Yeah, so, um, no, so uh, a couple, probably six months ago, I thought it would be funny to make a video where I pretended to pick cotton. And uh, so many people were triggered by it and upset by it. And they were like, why did you do this? You're making fun of the ancestors. We can't believe you. And I was like, well, I mean, obviously the purpose of me doing it was to make a joke out of it. If you didn't get the joke, then get a sense of humor. But that's why I did it. But I thought that was a very, very cleverly worded joke. Okay. And listen to this. Now, Joel, I think I found your biological father, the one, the only... Charleston White. Have you ever seen this guy before, Joel? You ever seen Charleston White? Dude, that's him. That's that's Joel right that's there, you idiot. <laughs> don't call me an idiot. Whose show is this, JV? Read the teleprompter. I don't read the teleprompter because you can't read it. That's Joel. I know I that. Like, Yo, Joel's picture. For you the picture's very the small. It's a very tiny picture. I can't see it. He looks like Charleston right there. What the hell? They don't look the same. They look very different, and they're both unique. Every black man is unique and looks different and has a different set of skills when it comes to basketball. All right. Um, <laughs> why is that funny? That's just an objectionally true statement. Let's show the Charleston White graphic so we get the joke. See, that's our guess we had okay, on. Okay, shut up, Jimmy. Shut it. You ruined the whole joke. No, I didn't ruin it. You ruined it by putting in the prompter all small. You ruined it. <laughs> Do you want me to stick the laser pointer up your ass this time? Because your eyeball is going to be a cakewalk compared to where I stick it next. Oh, my gosh. You know, that would get the point across better. Please don't show Jimmy the rest of the episode. Man, I love no, Florida. No, quit showing that shirt. Okay. Joel. What's the deal with them taking down Robert E. Lee's statues? Uh, I don't know. He was part of this country. He's part of history. I think the statues should stay up. I mean, 
especially if they're going to replace them with statues of a drug addict. George Floyd. Are you trying to talk about George Floyd, Joel? This is a George Floyd friendly zone. I love his pornography. I watch it every night. Joel, have you ever seen his porn? Did you know that that George Floyd was a pornographer? Did you know that, Greg? <laughs> you didn't know that? Let me show you real quick. Okay, don't show this on the stream. I have a, Not use I have a, a serious opinion. Please I have go a ahead. Serious opinion on George Floyd. So my opinion on George Floyd was. No, he wasn't a great person, but he also didn't deserve to die. And That's I true. I agree with you on that. He didn't deserve to thinking die. Thinking that her attacks on him, like how hard she went after him, it was like, okay, now it just seems like you just really feel the need to go after him very hard. There wasn't really like an end goal for you. It was just like you saw that it was propelling you further into the news cycle. So you kept bringing it up. Because at the end of the day, you could say, you know, Derek Chauvin didn't or he did kill him. But at the end of the day, if he wasn't involved in that traffic stop, he probably would still be alive. And just because he had a bunch of drugs in his system, because he was a drug addict, he probably had a much higher tolerance for drugs than a normal person. So that probably would not have killed him by itself. And we can look at it and say, hey, yes, he was a terrible person, still didn't deserve to die. And then that that's kind of where the conversation is. I don't feel the need to just like sit there and be like, Oh, yes, that was a good response. That was a good police use of force. I don't think that at all. Yeah, no, I think you're right on that, Joel. And, and, and I even look at the subway strangler. Let's be honest. I mean, that guy, even though he had 44 prior arrests, I don't think he necessarily deserved to die by any means, you know, but also the guy that strangled him, I don't necessarily think he deserves to go to jail. So I don't know. It's this weird kind of conundrum, you know. It's, it's a hard, hard. And then uh, also with that one, I don't think race was a factor because one of the people helping to restrain him was also black. But I also think with that situation, People were like, oh, well, he wasn't trained to restrain him. He shouldn't have been doing this training. You're right. He wasn't trained. The person trained to restrain would have been the police who were not there. And how many times have we seen videos on the subway? Like there was a video of a girl uh, getting violated on the subway and people didn't do anything about it. People just stood there and recorded with their phones. And I'm like, this is why this is such a I shouldn't even say this. This is why I like I go, why would anybody even want to live in one of those cities? If they have to deal with this kind of stuff, because that would never fly in Florida. That would never fly in Ohio. A person does some crazy stuff like that. They're going to get, am I even allowed to say this? They're going to get shot. Yep. That's going to be it for them. Yeah, here where we got guns. Okay, so I don't know if you can see this. Hopefully there's no, nothing too bad, but maybe you can zoom in on this, Sam. I don't know if you can put the focus too hard, but this is some clips from George Floyd's sex tape, Greg. I'll send you all the screenshots. I'll leave those for later, yeah. Yeah, no, this is real. No, Joel, I'm not kidding. You didn't know that George Floyd had a sex tape? Are you? I, I believe you. I believe you. I'm just like, why are you? And let's just that? say, let's just I say just the rumors are true. Let's just say the rumors are true. Oh my! The size matter, Joel. I, I got my entire life. So so, I also actually heard this. Now this is completely. There's no. I don't have any solid confirmation on this. But one of my buddies is a is a police officer down here in Florida, and I guess there's some uh, uh, like a. Telegram chat that's made up of almost all police officers, right? Okay. And in the in the chat, I guess it was pretty well known among the community that George Floyd, I'm um, Derek Chauvin and his wife were swingers. Yep. At one point, they were swinging with George Floyd, and then apparently George Floyd met up with with Derek's wife when Derek wasn't around, and that this whole thing, this is that now, this is take it with a grain of salt. This whole thing was somebody getting back at somebody for getting with their old lady. That would have made a lot more sense than what I saw because it. It seemed like he had a personal vendetta, and if that was the case, that would make a lot more sense than the story the news told. But it would also make sense why uh, she immediately divorced him as soon as he uh, was even, like, arrested. She didn't wait to see if he was going to be exonerated or anything. She immediately divorced him. She knew! Wait, Joel, because she knew! Wow! Make sure to put on your tinfoil hat, because that is some juicy conspiracy right there. I love that, Joel. You got any other good juicy conspiracy? Who did 9-11? I actually I have another juicy conspiracy theory that I think is uh, a little more founded than the last one. Morgan Wallen uh, was intent. His record label intentionally leaked the video of him saying the N word for promotional purposes because of the time and everything that was going on in the world. Because realistically speaking, if you film a video of someone saying the N word across the street with a ring doorbell camera, there's no clear video. There's no clear audio. The smart move from a PR standpoint would have been to deny but not only did they not deny it, they made him come out and apologize publicly. And I was like, you could have just said it wasn't you because it, it wasn't a clear video. It wasn't obvious that it was you. And you're telling me that the ring doorbell picked it up with good audio with the wind blowing and everything from across the street. And it was obvious it was it was uh, Morgan Wallen. And it was obvious that he um, that he was the one saying the N word. And, and there was no room for you to deny that. I'm not buying that. So I think they use him saying the N word as marketing 
so that they could then go in and turn, um, uh, blow him up as this victim because they knew black people don't listen to country music, so they're not going to lose listeners from him actually being racist. <laughs> they, oh, Joel. The fan base doesn't care. So what you're saying is I need to start using the N-word? Is that what you're saying? Do I need to, do I need to have a leak tape? <laughs> if you want to blow up on the internet, it worked for Morgan. Do you think I'll go viral if I say If I say it right now, will I go viral? If you were screen recording this and you uploaded the clips to the internet, yeah, it would definitely go viral. I said the N-word. Wow. Alex, we had a talk with Glenn about this, Yeah, he said not to say the N-word. I was saying it a lot. I was saying it every day. Can I say it? Uh, Yeah, you're allowed to say it, yes. (laughs) Buckle up. No, it's listen. It's one of my favorite words. I've never used it uh, uh, publicly. I've only used it in (laughs) private. and I've always used it in a positive way when I've never used it in a negative way, getting mad at the Dallas Mavericks or anything like that. I've never done that one time. What did you say, JVT, in my ear? Yeah, Greg, have you ever used the N-word? Don't recall. Don't think so. You would never be like on set like, hey, get out of there, you N-word. <laughs> Probably not a good thing. I feel like the media music video I set. Like, yeah, oh, he directed. He directed Fifty Cent's music video. A lot of people don't know this. Greg actually directed Fifty Cent's uh, music video. So you weren't like, "Hey, Fifty Cent, you're such an N-word." Ever? You're never like that. No, nope, pretty much. Like, oh, what's up, my N-word? No. Nope. So, so it's a funny. Hood pass while well, we're directing video. You're not allowed. Have you not, even if you're the director, you're not allowed to say that. I figure no. the director's allowed to do whatever he wants. No, no. You know who does say it? They Quinter- they're very choosy who they cancel for saying it because uh, Justin Bieber said it, no backlash. Eminem said it, no backlash. Um, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin numerous- Tarantino said it all the time, Greg. Yeah, he used to get away with it, but the rules keep, the sand keeps shifting under your feet. Oh, wow, you're right about that. You guys know why you can't, why you can't say it, right? It was after O.J. Simpson's trial. So before oj simpson people regularly use the word in regular speech there's even videos of joe biden saying it yeah um you know full all out they made the n-word this horrible offense during the oj trial to make it to prove that the la uh police department was racist and then basically they associated the n-word then with racism and that's when it became the n-word so pre pre because they had mark Furman said it right right joel they had mark Furman. you could say it regularly yeah but they they had i also think the interesting thing was everyone was concerned about racism during that trial and not the fact that he most likely, more likely than not, murdered someone. I don't know. He's not guilty. I I don't think he did it. Greg, what do you think? Did uh, O.J. Simpson, were you in Hollywood at the time? I was not here yet. Or not there yet, no. You had to be watching it on TV. Yeah, just the uh, the Bronco thing. Nicole Brown Simpson, did he do it, in your opinion? You know, I've I've heard some rumors about the, the murder weapon being smuggled to Chicago in a golf bag, right? Well, he was in Chicago, and then the Kardashians... If he didn't do it, if he didn't do it, he paid an awful lot of money to prove that he didn't. And who did it? Well, I know his son, supposedly. Now, I'm just saying, I'm just speculating that. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, it was OJ. He's a disgusting human being. And uh, he slit them, you know, he, he cut them up with a knife. It was very disgusting, very bad thing. And uh, basically started a race war, and then because of race, he actually got off. So it's kind of crazy how it worked in his favor, when most of the time... Being an African-American is negative in a courtroom, right? But, but my whole thing is, why do we always choose the very worst people to be the heroes of the cause? Um, there was a black police officer, uh, 20, 24 years old, murdered on duty, and Black Lives Matter silent. No riots in the streets, no nothing. But then when it's some, for all intents and purposes, a degenerate loser who is not benefiting society in any way, shape, or form, and then they're a victim of police brutality, everybody comes out in numbers. And it's like, like even in Ohio, uh, Micaiah Bryant was mid-swing about to stab another black girl. And the police show up and shoot her and they're like, oh, there's, you know, what kind of garbage police officer shoots a child? A uh, police officer that's trying to keep that child from stabbing another child. Like, they, they always pick the very worst people. There was a Botham Jean. He was killed by a police officer in cold blood, was completely innocent. That would have been one I would have understood. Yeah. They'd have come out and been that like, happened hey, here in Dallas, like, Joel. Yes, it was. Right. They're, that's understandable. But why do they constantly choose the very worst members of society and go, yep, this is the one we're going to champion? And then no one can ever be told anything about it. Like uh, somebody said, oh, uh, Tamir Rice. Tamir Rice was just a child. You know, they're out here murdering our children. Our children aren't even safe to walk to school. And I was like, well, first of all, he wasn't walking to school. Second of all, uh, Tamir Rice was was over 250 pounds. I'm 160 pounds. He's an inch taller than me and 100 pounds heavier than me. 
he would have appeared as a grown man. He was pointing a gun at people. That was why the police were called. Do I believe it was a good shoot? Well, no. Anytime somebody dies, that's objectively bad. But at the same time, you can't sit here and pretend like the police can just read minds. He removed the orange tip. The weapon appeared real. You could just go through each of these cases and see this. And then the, when it's not actually police brutality, they're, they're still out in force. When it is police brutality, they're silent. It's like these people have no ability to do the most basic fundamental research. And it's, it's truly embarrassing because then everybody else thinks this, this is this is like I'm being full disclosure here. One of the things that I hate about being a black American is that I have to deal with the consequences of the actions of all the negative actions of the other black African-Americans. I've been followed through a store because black people in that neighborhood feel like crazy from the store. I'm not one of those, but I look like them. So I get grouped in with them. Now, never mind. Nobody knows that I would never do that. And like, I've even had like one time I was walking out with a laundry basket, falling out into the parking lot. The lady behind me goes, um, did you pay for that? And I looked at her sarcastically and I said, no, I'm stealing it. Just being sarcastic because it was obvious. I was in the self-checkout line, had a receipt in the hand, whatever. She calls the police on me. The police surround my vehicle and they're like, you stole this laundry basket. And I'm like, sir, I'm sitting here in a $200,000 car and it's fluorescent orange with my name engraved on the front that's backlit. I did not steal a $12 laundry basket. I was like, this makes zero sense. They're like, do you have a receipt? I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, so sorry, whatever. The lady was like, oh, you're just going to let him get away? I'm like, what is this really? What, what are you even doing? So for that, it was like, if maybe if all the other people that look like me hadn't been stealing, then she wouldn't hold that in. We were, oh, well, that was clearly white supremacy. You just let her get off. Well, she was Asian, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Maybe. But um, maybe, maybe Asian supremacy. I don't even know. Greg, so, I think, is Asian. Greg, do you have any until questions? Until we care about... Yeah, until we care about what happens in our own community. You know, people talk about what the police do. The police shoot 1,000 people a year. 200 of those are black. Um, 80, you think they should shoot more black people? people what are you murdered. saying? They need to shoot less or no, no, more? They shoot, they shoot more white people. They shoot more Ooh, white Ooh, they do. I didn't know that. 8,800 black people kill other black people. People go, oh, well, black on black crime is not a thing. White people kill white people. Yeah, 4,600 white people uh, are unalived every year or, or murdered every year or whatever term you want to use. So it's, it's half... And white people outnumber black people six to one. So objectively, however you look at it, black people kill more black people than white people kill white people. Black people kill six times the number of white people um, when you adjust for population percentages because, you know, six to one ratio. But instead of dealing with that, you bring that up. Oh, that's white supremacy. That's a white supremacist talking about. It. I'm like, so if a white supremacist goes outside and says the sky is blue, do you say, no, the sky is green or the sky is red because white supremacy? It's like people get so caught up in being angry at the facts that they deny the right. facts yeah. are the facts. And it's just. All right. All right, Joel, we got to wrap things up. We went crazy. We're probably going to get censored for all this talk. I just want to say we love every black person, Chinese person, Jewish person. It doesn't matter what you are. We love you all. And they all should be treated equally. And Greg, do you have a question? You're, you look like you want to ask him a question. No, I'm good. All right. Nope. All right, Joel, we're going to get that black or white privilege card. I give my. Yes. I give my shameless plug. All right. Go to whiteprivilegecard.store and order your white privilege card from me. Do not go to Amazon and order it from those Chinese people. They ripped it off. Oh, we love Chinese people. Do not say that, Joel. Yes. Order anything from any race. Doesn't matter where they are. Just order the product. It doesn't matter their nationality. You love the Chinese. I love the Chinese. Okay. Thank you, Joel. They stole my idea. No, they didn't steal anything from you. Close them out. Yeah, they did. Oh, oh my gosh. That was, he said a lot of controversial stuff. Yeah, I wasn't going to touch any of it. <laughs> I hope Glenn doesn't see any of that. No, you, you lasted without saying the N-word, so good job. Progress. Oh, I said it silently a couple of times. Okay, well, you have to say it. You have to tell well, us Well, I have that. to know the N-word, the word I'm talking about. I didn't say it. I just, in my head, when I say N-word, I'm saying N-word. And just keep it, keep it in your head. N-word. Let's, let's go to the call to action. Okay, guys, if you live near Austin, we have a comedy show at Bulkin Gas Company, May 26th. Get your tickets online because they're almost sold out. That's right, May 26th. We're going to be on Dirty 6th Street going insane for the Ukraine. We got music. We got Lila Hart. We got Primetime 97. We got JVT. We got some other great comics. There'll be pizza, and I'm not talking about the Jeffrey Epstein kind of pizza, so uh, come on down, enjoy yourselves, get your tickets at uh, VulcanTX.com. All right, Greg, this has been our show. It's been insane. Tell us about your DOI project.
<clears throat> yeah, so the Declaration of Independence Project, uh, it's an online initiative. What we're, we're looking to build awareness and, and help education. Um, the, you know, the wait, 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 wait. How can you do that if Nicolas Cage stole it? How can you still do it? Is Nicolas Cage involved in we, this? We happen to have a digital version, so... So Nicolas yeah. Cage isn't involved? No, he's not. You should tell people he's involved. I think that would help. Um, Jimmy, yeah, put in the up? graphic that Nicolas Cage is involved in this. Um, okay, got it. Okay, go ahead. So sir. everyone can go to www.sign1776.com. Why that? Why 1776? What's the reference? Well, that would happen to be the year that the Declaration of Independence was... Stolen by Nicolas Cage. Written, <laughs> was crafted... By artificial and, intelligence. And then voted on. Yeah, not, no, that was a, a committee of five of the founders. Were there any black people that wrote it? Um, actually, there was not. Well, wouldn't that make the document? I don't know how any of them identified, but... Were there any trans they, people that wrote it? I, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> so... The, the idea is, look, the education numbers just came out last week. Uh -huh. uh, school children around the country are failing in civics. Uh, the all-time low for his, U.S. history in civics. We want to build the awareness. Uh, feel that the best way to start with that is to get everyone to start learning about the original document, sign it online, read about it, and then start reading about the history of the, the 56 people, the men who signed it, and find out about some of their sacrifice. So the Declaration of Independence, and this is not the one that was stolen by Nicolas Cage, and this, and this was not written by any transsexuals or African-Americans, which for me would exclude it from following it. I think that we should probably throw it in the trash. But if you actually care about America and actually you know, care about these young kids, how do they go and support it? What's the website again? www.sign1776.com. Uh, it's free to sign. And you also can opt in and have your signature printed out later this fall and delivered to Congress. And we're going to we're lobbying Congress to introduce a bill and hopefully acknowledge these signatures that we're gathering as additional signatures to the declaration. Uh, you know, the, a lot of the signers signed it on August 2nd. Everyone thinks that the, the document was signed on the 4th of July, but it wasn't. 4th of July only commemorates the, the finalization of the text. Okay. Um, the, the founders didn't sign it until August 2nd, 1776. And then several of them didn't sign it up for up to, uh, it's rumored Thomas McKean didn't sign it till 8, 1781, which what? is five years later. So there is precedent for attaching signatures to a document years later. We're just going 247 year, years later. It's not that long. And are you going to be giving a, a copy of it to my favorite big booty Latina AOC? Well, you can order one of those and send it to her. I can. I can send yes. it to my girl, Alexandria. You can even sign it for her. Can I put the N word on it? Uh, I think uh, we. I think we actually use AI to stop that. Oh, see, dude, you're gonna you're gonna just get a lot of people like me. I love to use the N word and send it to people. All right, uh, before we go, uh, thank you, Greg, for being you know such a great guest. We learned a lot. We learned about the Declaration of Independence. Uh, oh, what about the people that wrote it? They're supposed to like Benjamin Franklin or whatever. Wasn't he one of them? Yeah, he's one of them. Oh, I, I want to talk about reparations. We're talking okay, about Okay, we can talk about reparations because we only have a couple minutes left. But real quick, didn't Benjamin Franklin, didn't they find a bunch of children's bones in his house in London? I don't know about that. Look it up. They did. You know, he was a Freemason. What do you know about Freemasonry? Mm, not supposed to talk about it. What? Oh, we have a Freemason, Jimmy! Ah, look, we have this knife. I have this knife. So if any Freemasons try to come here and do any of your weird sexualist ritualistic magic on me, I'll slice you up like a freaking pig. Yeah, now's a good time to talk about reparations. Oh, yeah. What did you want to say about reparations? <laughs> so, yeah, there's amazing stories about a lot of the, the founders that I think the public doesn't know. One, one they guy, slept with the slaves and got a lot of the slaves well, pregnant. Well, one of the... <laughs> They did. They did sexually assault a Look, lot. Of I, I, there's there's a lot of talk of reparations out there, but this is the real reparations discussion that we should be having. Which is, you know, there's a gentleman Thomas Nelson, one uh -huh. of the one of the signers, one of the 56 founding fathers. He borrowed. He used his own wealth, and even had to take out a loan from France and several million dollars to finance the Revolutionary War. After we won the war and we were our, you know birth of a nation. The state of Virginia and and the federal government told them to go pound sand. They never paid them back. What? And this happened to uh, Robert Morris and a couple other of the founders as well. These guys lost their homes, their farms, 
their, you know, a lot of their wealth, their Did land. Did they get kicked off Twitter? No. But oh, so they still got to keep their Twitter? They still got their Twitter accounts, but they never got well, paid Trump back. Trump got his Twitter taken out and down. So really you could say Trump got treated worse. That's true. Trump got treated worse than the Founding Fathers. You just heard it here from Greg, Hollywood movie producer, director. He directed 50 Cent's music video. Which music video was that? Get up. How does it go? Get up. Get up. Is that how it goes? Is it, is there's more here. Let's hear. How do we? Let's That's look at. Hot. What? Let's look at the lyrics for. I wonder if the N words in it. Hold on. I know the show's almost over, guys. Don't We're about pull to a Ben Mintz. Don't pull a Ben Mintz. I'm not going to pull a Ben Mintz. Okay, it's called Get Up. By 50 Cent. I'm not going to pull Ben Mintz. I'm not going to say the N-word. Okay, here are the lyrics. Man, I'm going to do my thing. Get up. It's crazy in the club when I'm in there, man. Get up. Trust me, homie. I'm not playing. Get up. Now get a, get get on the dance floor off the chain. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good song. Yeah, it's bringing back memories. All right, folks. At the end of the show, we're going to play a clip from our... Insane for the no, Ukraine. No, no, it premieres on the YouTube channel, full performance. It premieres on the YouTube channel or full performance. So it's really actually not full. It's kind of just a preview of the full performance. But guys, it's the longest version we have out so far before we give you the long, long, long vlog life, Miami lifestyle version. So guys, make sure to check it out after the show. When we end the show, do we have music? Yeah, we do. Finale, let's go. Come on, Darius, get out of here. Yo, it's prime time, and I got my transgender beer, and I said the N-word, cause I'm like a little bird, I'm flying high to the day I die, Greg's a director, ain't no lie, alien versus predator, looking like a skeleton like this, scaring you all day, Darius is super gay, what more can I say? Drink some trans beer anyway. It'll make you super gay. I'm Primetime 99, and I love to freaking grind. And I do it all the time. And I'm about to eat an egg. Say goodbye to my friend Greg. AOC's my favorite big booty Latina. If I do it like this, she sees my wiener. All right, guys. I love you on Primetime 99. Good night.